And this morning I get an email from an old friend in the business. Well, the son of an old friend, but he's in the business too. And he was considering purchasing a painting for a client in Dubai, and in looking at its history, he saw that it had passed through my gallery in the 1970s. So he wanted to know if I remembered enough about it to have an opinion on it. Well, I remembered nothing about it, so as you can imagine, that got me thoroughly riled up. Barb was a bit confused. Well, after all, it was forty years ago, she said gently. Nobody can be expected to. He scowled at her. Kindly do not patronize me, young woman. I do not mean that I don't remember having it. On the contrary, I do remember not having it, quite clearly. She wasn't getting any less confused. Um, in other words, he said more kindly, I am certain that it never passed through my hands. I would not have forgotten it, not this painting. So you mean, well, I'm not sure what you mean. I mean, he grimaced, you know this coffee really is dreadful. I warned you. He took another sip anyway. I mean that I never had the painting, that's all. And I don't like somebody saying that I did. So I called to complain. He smiled a little. Upon which I was told that I couldn't be me because I'd been dead for some considerable time now. And, well, you heard the rest of it. Ah, I see. So you have to go to Albuquerque tomorrow to straighten it out? No, just to Santa Fe. But it means I'll have to miss my afternoon workshop. It's the one on decorative oak handles, too. He sighed. I've been looking forward to that. Oh, I bet Ms. Mayfarth could be convinced to fill you in on what you missed. Do you think so? He said, brightening. I'm sure of it. I'll speak to her myself. Mr. Merriam? When you told them you weren't dead. He looked at her over the rim of his cup white eyebrows raised inquiringly. Did they believe you? She asked. That got the first smile out of him that she'd seen in three years. If not, they're certainly going to be surprised when I walk in the door tomorrow, aren't they? How strange it all was. In the old days, when Ruthie was still herself, he used to covet the opportunities to drive somewhere on his own without an unending stream of directions, instructions, and alerts from the passenger seat. Now he was always on his own when he drove, and he hated it. What wouldn't he give to have her sitting beside him, informing him that the sign they'd just passed had said 55 miles an hour, not 57? Or that there was an old pickup truck in the upcoming roadside rest stop that she didn't like the look of, and couldn't he see that it might very well pull recklessly out in front of him? As if responding to her, he took a harder look at the pickup. He was driving south on Highway 84, in the deserty country between Ghost Ranch and Abiquiu, one of the most remote and unfrequented stretches of road in America. It was a route he traveled twice a year, from the airport in Albuquerque, through Santa Fe, and up to Ghost Ranch, and then back again. And if he'd ever seen an automobile in this primitive stop in the middle of nowhere before— it was just barren old pavement with weeds coming up through the cracks and a few rotting picnic tables. It didn't come to mind. He slowed a bit, suddenly cautious, even a little nervous. If Ruthie had really been with him, he wouldn't have been driving at all, not at 85 years old, not after that second heart attack and the coronary bypass. 
but Dr. Bernstein had told him that he didn't have to quit altogether. He just had to keep to moderate speeds and, on longer trips, take frequent breaks to get up and move about a little. He considered pulling in at the rest stop himself and walking around his rented compact a few times, but the fact was, he didn't like the look of that pickup either. A hulking old Ford 250, he thought. His brother-in-law, Walter, had once had one that he used for hauling firewood. This one was crudely painted with orange and blue flames and with a kid wearing a turned-around baseball cap sitting behind the wheel. When he got closer, he saw that the kid, a thin cigarillo jiggling in the corner of his mouth, was talking on a cell phone. At one point, their eyes met, and the kid gave him what Henry took to be a mocking, smart-alecky smile. Henry didn't like that either, and stepped a little harder on the gas pedal, taking the speedometer up to 59. He was glad to see the last of the truck when he rounded a curve.